Hello, and welcome back to the Curious One podcast. My name is Emma Krebs. I created this podcast to be able to have conversations that were lacking through my daily interactions, as I always felt the longing to dive deeper. This space is for meaningful conversations that I hope help to broaden my perspectives and maybe even yours as well. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Curious One. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Dylan Mullen. Dylan is the founder and director of Happy Skin Co., the world's number one at-home hair removal company. With an initial investment of $20,000, Dylan and his then-business partner launched the business in April of 2018. They had saved up and worked on the business for over a year before its launch. Then, just two weeks after Happy Skin Co.'s launch, Dylan had to quit his full-time corporate job to work full-time on his new business. Within its first two years of operation, Happy Skin Co. earned over $25 million in revenue. Although Dylan put in the work spending many late nights to work on his e-commerce business, Dylan attributes much of his success to his mindset, specifically his practice of visualization. From day one, Dylan knew Happy Skin Co. was going to be a success. He did not believe it, he knew it. In our conversation, we talked about Dylan's journey, both personally and the evolution of Happy Skin Co. I asked questions about Dylan's abundant money mindset, what Dylan's visualization practice looks like, and when the moment was when Dylan knew his business was going to be a success. I also asked how he manifested his time working with Gary Vee. We explored the topic of living in alignment with our passions and our purpose, and I closed off the conversation by asking Dylan how he defined success. Now, before we dive in, I just want to address the audio in this episode. Unfortunately, I used a new platform to record and it did not go in my favor. I hope you can move past some of the audio glitches and have Dylan's message resonate through it. Since the creation of Happy Skin Co., Dylan's life has really taken off. So it was truly such an honor to be able to have this opportunity of connecting with Dylan. All right, Rise with me, my friends, and let's jump into the episode. May you be inspired, may you be curious, and may you learn more about yourself as we learn about others. Enjoy. Today, we have Dylan Mullen, the owner of the Happy Skin Co., which is, I'll give a bit of backstory on it for people that might not know who Dylan is to start out. So Happy Skin Co. is the number one at-home hair removal company. It started in April of 2018, and it started with Dylan and his then business partner. And in the first two years of business, he made over $25 million in revenue. Okay, I'm going to pause there. Tell me, was that correct? Did I get anything wrong? No, you, uh, you okay. nailed it. Sometimes people get it wrong, and you, you hit everything exactly right. So well done. All right, anything you want to add to that as well? No, like that was, that was pretty accurate. I mean, we can get into my story, which I'm sure you will in a moment, but totally. like, yeah, you, you, you hit them on the head. There was a really cool figure that came out that, that I figured out really randomly at one point. Um, so it was a little bit before the two year mark, but we ended up turning so our initial investment for the business was $20,000 mm-hmm. and we were able to turn 20,000 into 20 million in 20 months. And it was right at the start of 2020. So it was like 2020, 20. 2020. Oh my so goodness. Pretty, and 2020 is a little fun thing for a little while now. Obviously the past, but yeah, it's a bit of a, yeah, I thought that was a good sign. It was going to be a great year. Yeah. 22 number. So we were talking about your successes, but I want to pause before we go on and explore those further. And I would just want to know if you could provide some background into what life was like before Happy Skin Co. started. Who was Dylan before this whole business launched? Yeah. Um, so for me, I know a lot of people like a lot of entrepreneurs would go out there and say, yeah, I was a born entrepreneur. I was meant to do this. I was like, had a stand and I was selling baseball cards when I was five and that, none of that for me. Like I, uh, always through school, like I, I, um, I really enjoyed school. I did quite well in school. I always thought I was going to go to university and get a corporate job and work my up the corporate ladder. Like so many people do. I, um, from, from probably about when I was maybe like 13 or 14 and I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. So all the way through high school, um, picked my subjects, thinking I'm going to go into to law and corporate law and, and, and business. So I did that, got really good marks in, in our HSE. What is that equivalent to here? I don't even know what you guys do. <laughs> so like, what's, what do you do? Like SATs maybe? Like, what do you apply to unis with? Like, what scores? 
Yeah, you could call them SATs. That's the American thing. I'm blanking on what the Canadian thing is. I've been in I've been yeah. in Australia for too long. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but I get what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, so I did that. Anyway, I, um, I went to university. Like, I was so keen to do law. Like, I thought, yeah, I'm going to be a lawyer. Something about the idea of, you know, working in the city and wearing a suit every day and going to court and arguing with people and all that. I think it was just, like, that little boy in me thought that was going to be a cool job to do so i did that and i went to uni you know see i don't know do you guys shorten the word university into uni? I feel <laughs> no like a very australian thing you guys shorten everything yeah, university <laughs> I should, every, so we actually just had an intern um she lasted for six months and she's she's from I think she's in minnesota but she's from boston and like it was like every like yeah, the same thing we had so many jokes about like how many words we shorten it's ridiculous. So I've got to try and like whenever I do these podcasts and it's not like for Australians, I feel like people are not going to understand half the words I'm saying. So that's totally to fine. Um, <laughs> so I did that, did that. And honestly, after about three or four weeks at university um, doing law, I realized like, wow, I hate this so much. Well, I, uh, I had to drive an hour to get there and then we'd be in class all day and then I'd have to drive an hour home and then I'd have like three hours of readings to do. And it was so boring. Like I couldn't imagine anything worse than doing this for the rest of my life. So I did like maybe like three or four months and I dropped out and I was planning to go back to university the next year and do a business degree. Um, and this is where like the path turns like fully like the other way. Cause I had six months off the rest of the year I had free. I was like, I'm going to do a bit of a gap year work earn some money but in the meantime i'm going to try a couple of things and see what i enjoy because at that point i was like i was so unhappy doing doing law and and doing what i thought my whole life i was going to do like working up to the corporate ladder um i was like what's the complete opposite of of studying law and for me that was acting so i enrolled in like a short acting course which went for like four weeks it was like one day a week for a month and I wasn't the type of kid I didn't do drama in school or anything like that. Like, I don't know where it came from. I don't know why I decided. I just thought, like, screw this. I'm going to do something for me that I don't – I'm not going to think about what's good to get a job, what's going to be very likely I'm going to earn good money. Um, so I started doing that for, like, a couple of days a week and really enjoyed that. So the next year, which I think was 2013, I applied at, like, a, full, uh, a few full-time acting courses, uh, acting studios, acting schools got in got into one of them and then for like the next three four three or four years like I was doing acting full-time studying had an agent filmed some things auditioned all that sort of stuff and then it came to a point maybe like four years ago three and a half years ago where I know four years ago I just felt like with acting as much as I loved it and I had so much fun doing it a lot of great friends in that industry I just knew too many great actors that weren't really able to earn a living off it like these are like award-winning actors that still had to have second jobs and third jobs and like they had to work at like a bar or they had to like be a cleaner and they had to do so many things because in australia it's probably even even harder than obviously canada or la there's not that much work here so it's like a very finite percentage of actors mm -hmm. in australia actually can earn a good living of it obviously there's even smaller percentage that book book, book work and, and and make the leap over to to LA so just thought look I don't want to risk like I, I kind of felt like without sounding like this sounds really arrogant but at the time like this is really how I felt I'm like shit like I'm I'm too smart to risk not, not working out and I've got no job and like I'm, I'm in my mid-30s and I'm fucking I don't have a house I don't have don't have anything I know like as much as I believe in myself I'm like look it's too much of a risk for me to do so I left that actually went to go back into the corporate world because I thought whatever I'm gonna enjoy that probably lasted like six months in the corporate world again and then I was like yes yeah, screw this I'm gonna start my own business and that's when I started thinking about e-commerce started watching YouTube videos trying to learn about business about marketing about social media how to grow accounts how to build brand awareness how to like cut through all the noise and how to influence people and it was at that point I started working on Happy Skin Co and uh, with that mate of mine and we both we both in the same same position like we both always wanted more we both always wanted to have our own business or take control um so we worked like we had full-time jobs while we, while we were building the business we would maybe two or three weeknights we'd meet up after work work from like 7 p.m to midnight 
on the business ideas, doing up ideas for content, for ads, testing the product, making sure it's all legal, it's all safe, doing all of that, registering the business. And then every weekend, like at least one full day, if not two full days, we'd be working on the business. And, and I feel like that's a critical part because so many people are unhappy with their jobs or they feel unfulfilled with what they do in the day. And that's draining, right? Like you wake up 6, 7 a.m., you go to work, you drag yourself out, like you do that. You, by the time you get home, it's like 6, 7 o'clock again. You're like, all you want to do after that long day is like just chill out, maybe watch some Netflix, see some friends, have a wine, whatever. But it's like, if you don't take that time to, you know, put in like, even if it's like a couple of days a week, put in like two hours a night and then half your day on a weekend to build a business or to, if you're a singer, write songs, record, whatever you want to be, work towards your passion. If you don't put that work in while you're doing that job you hate, you're never going to make that leap. You're going to have to wake up and do what you hate for the rest of your life. So I feel like that's a really important step. So we did that and it obviously paid really big dividends. If, if anyone needs proof, like your life can change super quickly. We launched on, I think we launched on like a, a Monday night and we had one sale. We launched on a Monday morning. We had one sale on our first day, right? It was, I was just about to go to bed. It was like 11 o'clock here um literally in bed in my pajamas just about to go to sleep i get a phone call from a mate he's like dude we just got our first sale i was like what oh, this is crazy like we we're so excited i'm like all right screw this i'm coming over like you only live five minutes away i'm like i'm driving my car driving my car drive over like crack a bottle of champagne like high-fiving like see look this just proves like this product that we created like people want this people are going to use this we're like yeah yeah cool 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 next day um no sales. We're like, yeah, look, that's fine. We, we knew this was going to take time to build. Um, that's cool. We're not stressing. All good. The Wednesday, so I do martial arts. Um, I was just about to leave for martial arts training. It was about like seven o'clock at night. Just about to jump in my car. I get a call from a mate again. He's like, dude, we just got our second sale. I'm like, no way. Uh, we're try chatting, chatting, chatting. And so if you're with Shopify, you can have the setting on that. Like when you get a sale, it makes like a cha-ching sound. Um, and while we're on the phone, it went off again. And we're obviously like, we're just too, like, we're, we're freaking out. Like, this is the craziest thing ever. It's like, this is real money coming in. We couldn't believe like, this is money coming. It's like a game almost. And then like a minute later, it goes off again. So like, that's like three sales in the space for 10 minutes. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to training. I'm way too excited. I'm coming over, crack another bottle of champagne. Um, and then the reason why we're getting so many sales, our first influencer posted that night, he posted, somewhere between seven and seven thirty. Um and then between let's say seven thirty and midnight, we ended up making between seven and eight thousand dollars. And like that was like how much we would both make like combined almost in like three or four weeks. And we made it in like a few hours. Do you know what I mean? So that was when it really started to to snowball for us. And within two weeks we had to quit our job. And that my whole goal for we launched in April 2018, my whole goal for the, the year of 2018 was to be able to quit my job and work on this full time. And we did it after two weeks. It's insane. Like I've yeah. heard this story. I've, I've obviously been doing my research and I discovered mm. you on a previous podcast. That's how I came across you. Um, and like your story is just so insane. So I had to reach out, mm. but it's just, every mm. time I hear it, when you explain it on a podcast, it just, blows my mind and I hear new information little tidbits where I'm just like whoa and I just yeah. I resonated with it so much because what you're describing is literally the life I'm living I work a corporate job mm. right now and it's as you said you said earlier when you were talking about acting and how you're 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 trying to be humble and you're saying I I don't want to sound rude or, or arrogant but I would be almost like limiting myself if I was to not if I was just to become an actor or I'm too smart for this is what you said but I don't think that's being arrogant. That's just saying that you need to fulfill your potential. And that's like, you'd be doing the universe if you want to get into that stuff, a disservice if you weren't going to go out and be the best you could be. Um, it's like, that was a lot. That was a lot. And we'll unpack it through the conversation because it's insane. But I want to touch on yeah, something. Like that story. Go on, go on. Sorry. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, so that story um, obviously when I'm doing like, I do a lot of podcasts and there's a couple of things I like to share or not, not everyone, if they don't come up, but like, there's a couple of things that I feel like people really relate to. And that story there, it just shows like, I, I, I tell, I try to tell that or a version of that 
on most podcasts because it's just such like we had the complete like e-commerce, like startup dream. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. two, two young people, early twenties that saved up some money, right? Their own money, build a brand, put together their content, launched it, hoping that this would work. And like our lives completely changed in a matter of like, after two months we had, we had an office another month later, we had a full-time staff. Like another month after that, we bought like, and, and it, like we didn't do it to like flex. Like I got like a brand new Audi. He got like a Mustang. Like we're just like, like fuck, like what are we going to do? That's just, why not? Like our lives completely changed that like, quick. So anyone can like your life can, if you're committed. And so we obviously worked really hard. We talked about putting in the time after work religiously for, for months and months and months, almost a year to make that happen. But what was another really crucial part is I always believed, and I don't even like using the word believe because if you say, oh yeah, I believe it will happen. It's kind of like believe I kind of feel like has a little bit of like hope. Like mm-hmm. I hope it's going to happen. It was like, I really, I really, really, I knew it was going to happen. Look, I didn't know it was going to take off so quickly. How could you? Like no <laughs> one could, no one could expect to, you know, third day start like taking off. But I knew it was going to be a really big thing. I knew it was going to change my life. I always believed I was meant to 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 be able to achieve things. And obviously, when you build a business and, and, and when that obviously in turn like creates wealth for you, like I'm not here on this planet to like earn as much money as I can. Like that doesn't fulfill me. But having a business and having a platform and obviously if you really want to make an impact on the world, having money in the bank is going to help do that. So I feel like really in terms of my journey, obviously we're almost three years into the business. I'm really, really, really just getting started. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting that you brought up the money thing because <clears throat> my mindset around money is something I've been exploring a lot, especially in the past probably four months. I've been fascinated by like financial independence and things like that, taking courses about money, interviewing people about money. And it seems to be my biggest hurdle is my mindset around money. And I have this, just this weird switch that I need to fix in my brain where money is a bad thing. And I view money, people that are rich as bad and evil, but you mentioned on a previous podcast, I'm just, I'm all about the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. You were talking about how money allows you to do these things. And I had a conversation with my friend once and she was saying, Emma, if you want to be giving back, if you want to be supporting local businesses, if you want to be buying healthy food, you need money to do these things. Right? Mm. Yeah. And so, well, I, I feel like money is demonized by so many people mm-hmm. just like subconsciously, not even consciously, just the way we were brought up. It's like money is like this taboo thing. Like you're greedy if you go after it. But I, I feel like I never, I'm very lucky. I never had that. I always saw money as a good thing. Like I don't understand how money could be a bad thing. I understand if all you think about is money and the power associated with money, you can like anything can become toxic. You know what I mean? Like an addiction mm-hmm. to, to exercise, it can become toxic. You can take it too far. You know what I mean? Like there's so many things Like it's just like how you look at, how you look at money. And like, I don't know, that's something I've discussed on with, with friends as well. Like why not only seeing money is a bad thing. There's like, I understand that, but what I'm more, more concerned with and what I I believe and like to speak about with money is more like yeah i understand some people think it's a good thing and bad but for me i always thought like by the time we we put in like the 10 grand each do you use the word grand so it's like ten thousand. is that a yeah. thing in america yeah yeah yeah. like <laughs> canada so yeah cool so we put in ten thousand. like wait a minute i don't know is that another thing uh we put in ten thousand each um and then by the time we did that like in my personal bank account i probably only had like four or five thousand left but i never I never worried about that because I always knew I really, I really believe like I didn't stress out. Like I bought whatever I wanted. I traveled, I went out with my friends. I didn't, I wasn't really like, I wasn't really too concerned with saving, not because saving is a bad thing, but so many people save every single penny uh, and are so stressed and concerned about money. They think money is so hard to come by. It's going to be so difficult. They need to save 40% of their pay every week for the next 10 years so they can afford to get a deposit and get a mortgage for a house. Was always like, I'm not concerned with getting more. I, I know there'll be a time where I can afford to buy a place and it'll be easy for me and I'll do it then. So I never stressed out. I had a few thousand in my bank account then. And obviously that changed once we launched. But like, I really believe like money, if you believe money is like going to come to you easily and like, you're not like, oh yeah, let me like manifest money. Like if you truly believe it and like, you know that you're going to attract this abundance, you're going to attract money. 
then like it, I feel like things just fall into place for you. Like if you're committed to a goal and you believe it, the universe just makes it happen for you. So, so often in my experience, well, visualization is massive for me. Um, I really think that's massively important. Your attitude towards money and how easy it is to attract or how hard it is to earn. However you think of it is going to impact your earning capacity massively. Mm-hmm. 100%. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to flip the switch. I don't know why I'm like that. Obviously it goes into childhood, but that's another tangent in itself. But you touched on something there and you said visualization. So I'm kind of going off script if that's okay. Do whatever you <laughs> <Sweet>. yeah. <laughs> We're just talking. Um, so you mentioned visualization, which is something I, to be honest, was probably 99% of the reason why I reached out to you. Because clearly through our conversation, the business aspect, it's mind blowing to me, but I'm just a regular person. I'm not in like, I don't have my own business. I'm not trying to enter that world. Like I'm just an innately curious person, hence why I'm talking to you. And I'm really into like spirituality, manifestation, mindset. And so visualization, what does your visualization habits look like? Mm. So it's changed and evolved over the years. Um, for sure. What, what I realized, um, with my visualization is I didn't really call it or know it as visualization until maybe like three years ago, four years ago, always my entire life since I was a young kid, as early as I can remember, I was a massive daydreamer. Right. But when I say I was a daydreamer, I never just daydreamed random, like about random things like for me and this isn't because i was as a kid oh i'm trying to visualize and manifest i didn't know any of that right all i would daydream about were my goals and it doesn't necessarily mean like okay let's just say i want to be an actor i didn't as a kid let's just say i wouldn't just like okay visualize myself winning an oscar so the final goal of winning an oscar i would obviously daydream about that and i'm going to call it daydream because at that time that's what it did but I wouldn't just like daydream or visualize that moment of me up on stage, thanking my family um, and winning that Oscar. I would not because I was thought I was visualizing. I was, this is how I was taught to visualize. I would, there would be like, let's just say so many steps to getting an Oscar. So I would daydream myself getting the agent I wanted. I would daydream or visualize the moment of me auditioning for the movie and then and filming the movie. And then, and like, like the, the limo ride to the event, like talking to my friends there, the other awards beforehand, like maybe the person I'm sitting next to won an award as well. And when I say I visualized all those moments, like it wasn't like a two minute thing, each step, each step along the way, like me auditioning, me, me learning my lines, me on the limo there, like each step was literally a 15, 20, 30 minute experience I lived in my head. And it could have been, I might've been driving. I literally, I might have, might've been sitting at home in my bed or sitting on my floor doing it, whatever. And I would live each moment and experience it. Right. Cause like, if I believe these things are going to happen and then I'm actually living it. So then you're putting out all that, like putting out your energy, attracting that back to you. Like it's just so magnetic. Right. So I would live these moments, every single step along the way. And I was doing that my whole life. And then I realized, wait, like I keep, and like, I used to be like, that's why I said, before I didn't want to seem cocky like in high school like I used to like all, all, all my friends like used to joke around because like I used to come first in like every exam and like I'm like how did I keep coming first in every exam <laughs> I always said I'm gonna do it and I always believed I was gonna do it and it always just used to happen and then with sport there was examples of me using visualization and then obviously with business I didn't really I didn't so have you seen or, or read the book um The Secret of course yeah yeah I only watched that like probably maybe six months after we launched Happy Skin Coast. I only watched that maybe a couple of years ago. So, and I watched that and I was like, wait a minute. This is me. Maybe it was just before we launched, something like that. But I'd done, I'd been using this a lot. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I've been doing this my entire life. Like I 100% believe it. I not believe it. I know it's true. It's not like, see a lot of people, and I really want to learn more about this. And they know like the physics or the science around like manifestation and your energy and your energy mag- magnetism all that i worry about that because i'm interested but i just know through my real experiences so many times that this is real and it works and it's so powerful so that's kind of how i do it i just live these moments and like if i'm feeling joy like i'm feeling joy, like i'm laughing i'm crying like 
I feel these, like I close my eyes, I'm like, I live that. When I'm visualizing, I genuinely feel, and I don't know if anyone else does, maybe this is a common thing, I don't feel like I'm visualizing, right? I feel like I'm time traveling. I feel like, like mm. I was just in the future and that was so real. And then when I open my eyes, I go back to what I'm doing. I'm back in the, in the present. It was just as real as this is. And that's going to happen. Like, I feel like I'm time traveling when I do it. Well, that's exactly it. It's just as real as the present moment. I feel like mm. I completely agree yeah. with you. I started doing, um, I would call them visualization walks. And I, mm-hmm. uh, since due to COVID, I, I was working from home for quite some time and it was summer in Canada, which is very, a very small window, especially where I'm from. It's about <laughs> two months. <laughs> and yeah. so, um, I would go on these visualization walks and I'd walk down this, one of my favorite streets and these beautiful trees, because I find when I'm doing my visualization practice for people that maybe have never tried it before. And they're kind of like, what are they talking about? I usually do it. I'm, I'm a morning person. So I'll do it in the morning. And when I'm on like a good frequency sometimes, but sometimes I'll, I'll use visualization to get me out of a lower frequency or just not feeling too well. And I'll do it in an environment that I feel really comfortable. So I'll either go on a walk or I'll sit at this certain area in my apartment. And yeah, sometimes I will visualize certain things that I want to happen and they will be so real to me that I will be overcome with emotion and I'll start crying mm-hmm. like I would, I think yeah. in, in that moment. And that's when the first time I cried, I got so excited because I was like, mm. you know, you're more in alignment, I think. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I, same thing. I used to have a, I have a treadmill at my place and I would either jump on the treadmill, jump on the bike thinking I'm going to do like 20 minutes of cardio. And I just get so into this like story that I'm living out. Like I look down at the time and I'm like, holy shit, I've been walking like <laughs> for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Or I'm riding a bike and I'm driving. Because I don't like, I realize what I'm doing, but I'm like, I'm enjoying this way too much. And like some visualizations are better than others, right? Sometimes yes. you just get on it and it's so real. And it's like, you don't want them to end. So it's like, I yeah. just don't stop like my walk or my run or my ride. I just don't stop. And when you're on that wave, like it's, you feel it with your whole body, how real this is. And it's honestly like one of the best feelings ever, but also what's as good is when you do that. And then when you see it actually happen in real life, Mm -hmm. that's so rewarding. But those moments when you're on that flow. Yeah. It's insane. I know. I always feel like I got to, you just got to ride it. Like sometimes I'll be like, oh, yeah. well, I only plan on walking for this long, but I'm just going to move whatever I had after this. And I'm just going to yeah. ride the wave. Cause some days that half yeah. an hour walk feels like it's an hour or something. So yeah, you got to go yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to switch gears a little bit and maybe this won't actually really switch gears. Cause maybe I'll ask a, an intermediate question. When was the moment that you were once you started Happy Skin Co, or maybe it was before or or after once it launched, when was the moment where you sat down and you were just kind of thinking like, okay, this is the moment of manifestation of thinking like, this is really going to work. Like this, this, this is it. Mm, that's, um, that's a really good question. Um, like there were moments of, for that, for that two weeks where we had launched, um, in between like when we launched and when I, when I quit my, my job, I've got a really good mate who, who I work with at the time. And like, there'd be days where, where like, he'd be like, dude, like what's going on? Like, and I'd be like, dude, we made this amount of money last night. And he's like, <laughs> freaking out. I was like, what? Like I almost for the first like little bit, as much as I did believe in it, like I truly believed in it. Like part of it was surreal. Like it took a while to I like, could imagine. Be like, is this really happening? It probably would have been maybe probably about three months in when we had like our first full-time staff and it, and we started to settle into like the new office and the new warehouse a little bit. That was really surreal. Like mm-hmm. that, that's when it started to go from like, okay, like this is my life now. Like it's such a quick change. And now it's just like the things I've done in the last few years, the people I've met, the places I've traveled, like, like one of the moments in the classic, while we're still kind of linked to the visualization, like one of the big things I always did and visualized was like, when I said I was listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos, a big, a big person I was like consuming their content was Gary V. I knew I was going to ask you about Gary V. <laughs> yeah. And like, I picture like how many, you see so many videos in his office doing podcasts. Like I visualized myself in there so many times. And then like last, like this year in January, like I was in his office with them for like, 
for three or four days. Um, like I've, I've been with him in Sydney, like been, been spent time with him in London. I was actually meant to go back and like month there with, with Vayner and, and the, and the teams, like just work with him for a month and see what they do and learn from them and help them out where I can. Obviously that couldn't happen because of the world now. Yeah. Um, but that was a really big moment where I was like, I was sitting in his office. I remember the last, the last night we were with them. Um, we were standing in one of Gary's meeting rooms and it was like, it was, it was a corner, it was a corner, it was a corner meeting room in like New York city and all glass windows. So I'm looking out like we're having drinking wine and Gary's doing a speech and I just looking out the windows and it's like the New York city skyline, right? Beautiful night, the lights. And I'm standing there and Gary V is like a meter away from me talking. Like I've got D rock next to me and I'm just like, I am so lucky to like, what is life? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I didn't even really, I think like, I was just like, what, you know, just it's, you can do like, if you say, if you believe you can, like life, you can do anything. Like I truly believe mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want. Like who, who are you? Like, like even me, cause I was always a pretty, like had a lot of self-belief as a kid, but even me, and I know a lot of struggle with self-belief, right? But even me, before all this started to happen, I used to think, I believe that I could, my dreams could come true. But even me, like I'll admit, I was like, but who am I for my dreams to come true? Like out of everyone in the world, such a small percentage of people get to actually live their dreams. Like who am I to, to get my dreams to come true? Like mm-hmm. it's like winning the lottery. I'm like I think it'll happen, but I also be like, probably won't. Right. And then I realized once it starts, like it's so much easier to believe your dreams can come true once, once they start coming true. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a, like you need to get to that point before it'll happen and it'll make it happen even more. But that moment I was like, I'm standing here, we go, I'm looking at New York City at night. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what is Jeez. life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so is that was, that was another moment where I was like, okay, that's cool, yeah. Okay, hang on. Before we move on from the year, can I just ask, like, did he just, like, mm. reach out to you or, like, how did that happen? Like, what were you guys doing mm. together as well? Also, if you don't want to talk about no, it, we're not talk about it. No, no, we talk about it. So, um... So as you know, like you probably know, from, so Gary doesn't really do really any like small group mentoring or anything. Like he's he's so busy. Mm-hmm. We're going to hear what kind of what it's like to see someone like that work after after this. But like Gary that comes out and he does a lot of a lot of like speaking in Australia as well. And the guy that owns the company brings him out and said, "Look, Gary's looking for a small group um, to to like do like some mentoring with. Um, you have to obviously meet the criteria, but he's never really done this stuff before." Just wanted to see, okay, is this something he's going to enjoy? Would he do more of it in the future? If you want to apply for it, I, I was in touch with them. I'm like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So I sent like a little blurb about me. And I think what was most impressive for Gary was was my like my age and, 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 and the fact that most people that met these criteria were quite a lot older and had mm-hmm. very different experience. So like once that got approved by like them and Gary's team did it, they're like, okay, now you got to have a call with Gary. So I remember that I freaked. That was that was really um, now that was really like I'm like I'm so comfortable talking to anyone. Like I, I don't really get nervous to I get nervous to talk to him or anything like that. But it was like I remember when he called. Like I get a call. It's like 10 a.m. in my time, whatever in New York. And I get up. I look at my phone and it's like New York number calling. I'm like holy shit. Like this is so weird. I call answer and it's Gary V. I'm like I'm listening to so much. Of oh stuff. my god. <laughs> and I'm just having a normal chat with him for like 10, 15 minutes. And he's like, oh, do you need anything? Do you need what, like, do you want to know anything else? I'm like, nah, like I'm, he's like, he's found out marriage. He's like, yeah, you got to come do this. I'm like, yeah, I'm so in. He's like, yeah, sweet. And then like, just hung up. And then I just remember thinking like, I was just on the phone to Gary V. Like that wouldn't have happened like a few years ago. Now, like I've, shit like that is just so normal to me. But I yeah. look back and it's so good to have these chats. Cause like you almost take for granted the position you you're in and the opportunities you have now like taking myself back I could kind of feel like I'm taking myself back now to like three years ago when all this stuff just started to happen and it's really cool you know what I mean yeah. but it can happen to like who am I to like you can do it anyone can do it you know what I mean mm-hmm. I, I sorry I wanted to dive deeper in the Gary thing because yeah. I like examples like I like mm. hearing like specific ways people manifested things and I just think that like the Gary one is just also just so flipping cool <laughs> also too what we were talking about in regards to like the visualization thing is i can i feel like it's a domino effect it's like you said once you kind of just get that first initial uh whatever experience mm-hmm. thing 
to happen out of the way, it's, it provides momentum behind you. And then mm. you're like, okay, well I did that and now I can do this. And as well, you reflecting on how three years ago, if you were to tell yourself like, you're going to have a conversation with Gary Vee. You're going to work with Gary Vee. You're going to go to New York and explain the whole story you just told me. You couldn't comprehend it. But that's like the beauty of it. Again, with that, it's just you're building momentum. And you're kind of, I feel as though filling out this shell of who you really are. And you finally slowly are building the tools to meet these experiences and to attract them into your life in a way almost. Because you, mm. maybe three years ago, you didn't have the tools under your belt and the mindset and the knowledge that you have now to be able to meet Gary where you're at and gain as much from that experience as you possibly could um, back three years ago than you could now, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And it's like, when I say when you believe in yourself and you work hard, so they're like to break it down into two really simple steps, but really truly believe in yourself and your purpose in your goals that they will come true. Do everything you can work really hard and make it happen. And it's like, I had as like, I've got a list of like goals written down, right? Like life goals, long term goals that I want to achieve. Obviously I break it down into short medium term as well. But one of them there was just like, I'd love to like have like a business relationship with Gary V. And it's like, I did all these things with business. There's a bit of like, there's been a bit of PR come out about the story, the business myself. And it's like, I didn't like call Gary's team and be like, can I meet yeah. Gary? Like I got a call from them saying like, this is coming up. Would you, would you be interested? And it's like, I'm like, yeah, hundred percent. But it's like, that's like, in a way the universe, like I didn't, mm -hmm. I did all these things and did all this. Now the universe come back and like, yeah, here's this really cool thing. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like it's yeah. the universe starts to figure it out for you. Mm. that's yeah. huge because when I first started the whole so for me talking about like this whole thing about uh, manifestation law of attraction whatever you want to call it for me my dabble into it was I started my like spiritual journey and I discovered the book the law of attraction by Abraham Hicks and mm. I it obviously like made my brain explode a little bit but what I guess um I would really struggle with at first was the how so I'd say for me, um, I don't know if you know this about me, but I, for the past two years, I was living in Australia. And so I always wanted to go to Australia for about three years until I actually went and wanted to go to Australia. But I didn't know a single person that went to Australia. Wow. And I had very specific criteria when I left. I wanted to be on my own. I wanted to have no ties to Canada so I could fully embrace the experience. And so I essentially booked a one-way ticket and brought a carry-on with me and stayed there for two years. I didn't know how long I'd go for whatever. But I'd, every day at work, I would look at photos of Bondi Beach and I'd be like, I got to go to this place. Because where I'm from, mm. Sydney could not be more opposite than where, I, where I'm my hometown. <laughs> like I'm in the mountains. Like I I'd swam in the ocean maybe three times before I went to Sydney. Like, yeah. And I, I, I hate the wow. cold for the record. So like, I, I'm not this kind of person. <laughs> but um, where was I going on my tangent? Okay. So I was like, I want to go to Australia. But at the time, I just couldn't comprehend it. But then slowly, as I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Australia. Somehow it's going to happen. I just started believing it. These little things would come into your life about the how. You don't need to worry about the how because you're going to randomly meet someone at your mm. other place of work that mm. was, oh, I'm going to Australia. This is the um, this is the city I'm flying into. You know, and it's as we keep saying, it's like a snowball effect in a way. So... Yeah, massively. Sometimes people are so obsessed with like, having to know every little step along the way to get them there. Mm -hmm. When it's like, you don't really need to know that. Like you keep working hard and moving yourself forward and eventually the opportunity is going to just present itself in front of you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when you start to realize that as well, it's really freeing because I feel like before this, all this happened, I was, it's going to sound weird. Um, no, nothing sounds weird to me. I, I have, I have like, I have higher standards now and I, and I, and I mark myself by higher standards, but I think I'm in a way less of a perfectionist or I feel like I have to have less control over every little thing because beforehand I'm like, I need to do everything exactly as it needs yeah. to be done. It needs to be exactly to the second, this, 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 or I'm going to ruin everything. Nothing will happen. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't realize that's not the case. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to, doesn't everything has to be to the second perfect planned out. Like as long as you have the right and you're, and you're working hard, you're moving forward, you're putting yourself in the position to like better yourself in this way or move forward towards that goal. Like you don't need to know every next step to get to that fun goal. Like it will figure itself out for you. It mm -hmm. happens so much. Mm -hmm. It's almost like empowering 
it's like you have, I feel as though once, once you figure it out, you, you feel like you have this magic power and you have the power of the universe as hippy dippy as that sounds, but it's kind of like you can let go and let go of the control, which is essentially just fear and just say, you know what, it's up to the universe. The universe is going to have my back. They, I, they have the best intentions or it, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. word you want to use for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Now I kind of want to switch gears because I want to ask what would you say to someone that is listening to your story and they're in a position that you were in years ago where they're at this job where they're just drains them physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and they just want something different, but they don't know what it is yet. They don't know what this thing is that's going to light them up and make them excited about life and to think of these goals that they want to visualize. Yeah, um, look, there's a couple of things that I would that I would do. I'm I'm very lucky. I'm the opposite. I have so many things I would love to be able to do, and uh, too, almost too many passions. It's hard. Like I like opportunity paralysis. I'm like, there's so many things, but I just pick a couple. Um, like there's one thing like you you should be doing if you really don't know. Like just try heaps of shit. Try mm. starting hobbies. Try like doing makeup if you're kind of into beauty like and then could you do a makeup block could you be a makeup artist whatever like if you're into kind of performing or dancing maybe start acting start dancing just start trying heat like if you like playing an instrument play the instrument just start trying so many things even if you like feel like because i do talk to people as well and and it's weird like it's hard for me to relate some people say i don't really have any hobbies or have any goals and just kind of go with the flow and if you're happy and, and some people are like that that's fine but some people aren't and mm-hmm. if you're happy, like just cruising around, doing your like nine to five, going home, being with your partner, that's great. But if you're not happy, then like you got to figure your shit out. I would just say, try heaps of things, right? Like just try things. Like I didn't know I was going to love acting. And now I still love acting. Like I've still got friends in acting. I will do some. Like it's just for me, it's just the timing thing with, with acting now. Like how full my schedule is, like it's hard for that. But I actually went back and did a little bit of that again this year because how much I loved it. And the funny thing is I'll go back into what else I would do for them, but like back on like how important like confidence is and spirituality and growth, not so much spirituality, but growth. Like I'm a better actor now when I hadn't done anything like training or filming anything for the last two, three years than I was when I was doing it full time because now I know who I am. I'm confident in myself. I'm not trying to look for anyone's approval. Like I have the whole universe behind me, I feel, you know what I mean? So that's another really important thing. Um, But what I would do, and this is even for me, because now it's like, okay, I can start so many businesses and so many opportunities come away. And I've been reflecting a lot over the last like three to six months about like, who am I? What is my passion? What is my purpose outside of, business and or not, not outside of business outside of making money and the question i would ask yourself and it's something i've been asking myself as well is like what would i do for free happily for the rest of my life and whatever you would do for free for the rest of your life find a way to make that your business in in some way mm-hmm. you're so open up the can of worms and we only have an hour <laughs> i'm like there's so many um Okay, like we could go so many routes. Go for it. Yeah, I I love that answer. By the way, like I love that answer because I got asked that I was on a podcast um a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago and they were asking, um, in context, like in summary, a similar answer. And I just said the same thing. Like I'm still figuring it out, and I hope that in five years I'm still figuring it out because I don't want to be at least for myself. Like you said, some people might find joy and content and and happiness and success in just living a a more simpler life maybe is how you want to use it. But to me, it's like, I want to dip my hand in every single bucket. I want to taste every mm. flavor because maybe I'm a Libra or maybe I just, yeah. I don't know, like there's so much out there and I'm willing to um, shed these layers of myself and learn new things. You know, maybe last month I was into the color orange. Now I'm into the color red, but that can yeah. spread out into other things and I can have other interests, especially with like the internet nowadays. It just boggles my mind that mm-hmm. people don't, like want to do something like COVID. I was not bored all of COVID. COVID was my dream. There's so much shit. I'm Googling so many books. Yeah. (laughs) It's so much time to read. I agree. I agree. (laughs) Like, 
we're so in Sydney, we're very lucky compared to the rest of the world, even the rest of Australia. Like we had maybe two months where we were actually two or three months where we were locked down. It was pretty much just working from home. Um, or like that was really it. No, nothing was open. I, I, my office was on the road so I could still go into work. All I really did that two months was work and then everything opened up and we've been living a pretty normal life. Right. But like I've had friends that have come back from overseas and I've had to do like two weeks quarantine. I can't leave the house. And it was like, I'm so bored. I'm like, I would love to be forced to stay home for two weeks and just read and Google and research like far out. That sounds like a, like a holiday. That would be a dream. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine that now too, with like the success of your business and you're so busy mm. now that I, I, I think that that would be really a dream for you, an excuse to kind yeah. of hide away. Um, yeah. Okay. So then I just want to ask, this is just one question. And I know that I said at the beginning, this, this conversation would be more about mindset because that's just personally, I'm sorry, that's just what I'm interested in. Mm. But I have to ask a question about business that I haven't mm. heard you answer on a previous podcast, but what what made you pick um, hair removal, like a hair removal company? I was just really passionate about hair removal. Yeah? yeah I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Of course. Like, people ask, like, and that's the thing. You have a beard. Like, I'm kidding. And that's when I, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's going to sound so cliche, right? But, like, they're, like, okay, we looked at what was happening in the beauty market for one, we knew beauty was a really was a really growing industry. Like how much money, like women and 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 around the world, particularly in Australia, spend on beauty is massive. It's a growing industry. We and then once we knew beauty was the space we wanted to be in, we looked at okay, what what were some some really successful businesses from the, the couple of years before us that had launched? The teeth whitening industry completely changed. The fake tan industry completely changed. So teeth whitening used to be done in a dentist chair, right? And then some businesses came along, took what used to cost like hundreds of dollars and was really painful. And they put in, a, in an at-home teeth whitening kit where you could get some results. So they took a product that was done generally in a dentist chair and put it in that home kit. Fake tan, like there's so many like artificial fake tan things where they come in a, in a, in a bottle and you do it yourself. Before you used to have to go, you know, stand in those little tents and get spray tans. It's like, if you can take a product where people used to have to go into a clinic or a salon to get something done and put it into a product where people can do it themselves. It's a lot more affordable. It's a lot more convenient. Um, we just knew you really set up yourself for a chance of success and, and, and we were right. And now we're doing that with so many things in beauty. It's not just limited to, to hair removal anymore. We're, we're really starting to, to to take over the whole beauty tech space and the at-home DIY beauty space because there's a massive opportunity, particularly now with people spending more time at home and, mm -hmm. and, and needing to find ways to keep their routine or to keep themselves entertained or just give them something to do because they're so bored because they're at home so much. <laughs> um, so, and that's, I'm really, one thing I look, I'm obviously like I've, I've learned a lot about it. I would, I'd be lying if I said my passion was laser hair removal. But my passion is like self-confidence and and like body positivity and, and that's a really important part of our brand, like encouraging people to like feel good in their own skin and be comfortable with how they are, but also giving them tools that can help help them hopefully, even if it's just a little bit, transform their own self-confidence and self-worth. So that that's really important to me a lot more than just like selling beauty tools, obviously. Um, but then obviously I'm I'm still young, like I I turned twenty-seven tomorrow actually. Oh, no um so i've still got a lot of yeah it's tomorrow halloween what's well, halloween tomorrow yeah in, in australia. australia that's awesome yeah happy yeah. early so birthday uh thank you what you said you're a liberal right yeah you your birthday not too long ago yeah it was on the 19th cool um oh we're not too far apart uh -huh. um so yeah i've obviously got a lot to do and and, and i want to make sure everything like things i do in my future uh a lot more aligned with my purpose and my passions rather than what, what do I want to like use to make money? Mm -hmm. I think that's a great answer. And I'm, I'm really not just saying this to blow sunshine, but like, I'm like you, like if I'm I've not never heard that saying, that's such a nice, like Canadian <laughs> saying. Oh my God. To blow sunshine. That is like so to blow sweet. sunshine up your ass. You've never yeah, heard I that. Know, but no, no <laughs> one like yeah, in Australia, we say like blow smoke, but we've never heard, Bow sunshine, but it like, might yeah, just such a <laughs> nice, wholesome. Like, you know, how, like 
Yeah, Jaden, like so cliche, like wholesome and nice. Yeah. I'm like, wow. That's oh, we cool. are. Oh, I'm we glad are I'm like, not the only one dropping my uh, Aussie slang in this. Dirty boy. Like, yeah. yeah. We, we're like the PG of America. <laughs> like, think of yeah. how PG America can be sometimes. We are that, mm. like, on, on steroids. Yeah. But what I was saying is, I don't mean to blow sunshine up your, up your ass because there's literally no reason for me to say this, but mm. your business. Okay, hang on. Let me let me back up a little bit. When I ask to interview people, I'm I'm weirdly picky about it. I have to have some sort of I don't have you couldn't find on paper why I interview certain people. It's just something in me that just aligns with me and I feel called to to to, to reach out to them and see if they want to have a conversation with me. But I don't just talk to anyone and I'm not really like a girly girl. I'm not into um like fake lashes, makeup, things like that. Like so people might be surprised that they're like, oh, at-home hair removal, why is she talking to this guy? But obviously, as I keep saying throughout this thing, it's just your mindset blows my mind. But also at the same time, everything I've learned about your business, it it's something that I never really, if I'm honest, would really purchase. But just from listening to you and hearing the brand and like going on the website, they are so synergistic. And as much as you maybe you're not passionate about it. I still feel like it's in alignment with, with who you are. And I get what you mean. Like it is building self-confidence, like you said, and just there's certain qualities about it that just, you know how some people, they're just so fake. They're one person and then they turn into mm. their like business person and they're trying to sell this product. I'm like, you don't even fucking use the product. Like I don't mm. feel that with you. Like you're, the brand is really good. It seems. But. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing that I've done consciously. Um, because like, and I, like I fell into the trap a little bit and I've, I've caught myself really early. Like I'd go onto like a podcast or I'd speak at events and like for the first, maybe like couple I did, I would like, I'd go there and I'd sit on stage and like, or I'd be getting, I'd be on a, on a Skype or whatever in the studio. And I would be like, kind of like answering questions. I'm like, Oh, as an entrepreneur, as a mm. businessman, like I'd, sit up straight and like I would like dress a little bit more businessy or more formal and like I would answer questions and I'd like try and stop myself from like saying like dude or bro and things like that and I remember the first time I didn't it was maybe like it was an, at an event it was well the first event I, I spoke at was actually in front of my old high school there's like 500 people there that That's one I, I, I was myself because that was at my old high school but it was probably like the second or third actual business event I spoke to. And I was, someone asked me a question and I can't remember what they asked, what I said, but I ended up saying like, that's hectic. Like I said, the word hectic. And it was like a full of like, these are like, these aren't like young 20 people, like 20 business people. These are like maybe like 30s and 40 year old business people. And I said the word, I said, oh, and I'm like, yeah, this is hectic. And they all laughed and they all loved it. And I will look back at the footage of that and I just realized like people don't want to like, they don't want to see fakeness. Like, and not, not what people don't want to do. It's not about what people want to see. It's like, I enjoy being myself so much more people like gravitize towards like people that are real and relatable and like, don't try and be something you're not. And, and like, it's just like so many people and there's so many egos in e-commerce. Honestly, there's so many fucking egos in e-commerce and like people that are like, uh, they just like condescend people the way they talk to them. And like, I'm just like, dude, you know, better than anyone else. Like, I don't like, I know I've done some cool stuff, but like, I, I don't want people to know that if we're just hanging out at a party or at a lunch or dinner and like, I don't want you to know that I'm this successful business person. I'm not going to act like that. I'm going to act like me. And then like, yeah, when I'm working, I work really hard and I like to think I'm switched on and, and, I, and I've had some success but like some people let that become who they are and they put on this like bullshit persona and I have to act like oh yeah I'm better than you and I'm so smart and this is now and I'm like I just really consciously like I'm just and like your superpower and this is kind of links back to how I said I'm truly a better actor than I was before like your superpower no matter what you want to do in life is being yourself because there is only one you and no one can fake it and if you just embrace yourself all your quirks all your strengths or your weirdnesses or all of that sort of stuff. And you just be fine with that. Like that's the best. Like people love people that are real. So that's a really big focus for me in, in life. Just staying like, not humble. Like I don't feel like I have to try and stay humble. Just 
stay like be who I am and don't act like I need to act a certain way because of people's expectations of me or because of what I've done. And since I've been comfortable with that and really leaned into that, I found like it's brought even more success anyway. So that's awesome. I, I love those words. Okay. I want to ask a kind of closing, closing question. Cause I know we're on a time crunch. So a lot has um, happened in the past two years, three years now, is it? Since, since Happy Skin Co. came into your life? Uh, we launched about two and a half years ago. Okay. But I was working on it for like right. a year beforehand. So yeah, about, let's say three, three and a half years, somewhere in there. Okay. So a lot has happened in that time frame. What would be some of your biggest takeaways of this chapter of Dylan's life? The number one, which has completely changed my whole life, my whole perception of the world, and we've spoken about it a lot, but it's just like, I can't stress enough. You can achieve what you can do, whatever you want to do. Like you can, like you fucking can, like <laughs> you can like, as long as you believe it. And like, I can't like within reason, I, I know I say you can do anything. Like I'm not going to be able to go and play basketball or like NBA, right? Like let's be real. But like, and I don't want to say be realistic with your goals. Like, there's some things like you're just not going to be able to do, but like you can do anything. You know what I mean? Like you can, if you want to be a, a successful actor or you want to be a musician, like just don't limit yourself. However, I just realized now, like you can do whatever you want and I don't limit my goals anymore. Like my goals are massive and like, I don't see them as massive and unattainable anymore. I see them as massive in just a matter of time until I achieve them. So I'm working on, for myself trying to understand and reverse engineer the way I think and my mindset and it helps doing these podcasts and when I do them and, and people hear, hear me speak just like this it can be motivate, mo- motivating for people and it'll spark like their own changes in thought process yeah like I'm really trying to understand because I just have to me like I just lived it and I don't really some some things I understand how or why I think I could do and other mm. parts I don't really know how I have this yet. So I'm trying to understand that so I can help other people take that. And that's another big focus of mine as well. But just the main thing, I know I just rambled. I can rant a little no, bit. No, that was it's great. Like, really, you can do whatever you want to do. I really, I really believe that. But you need to believe it. If you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think I understand what you're saying with you saying, like, I was just, I was just, born this way I just operate this way and people are asking you well teach me how you do it and that's just how your mind works but Mm -hmm. I think as you said just you sharing your story and just sharing how your own true self people gain inspiration from that and I can speak to myself because I heard you on the Christy Swalding podcast that's how I first heard it and I didn't even think to interview you I just listened to the podcast Uh, and I was like holy shit, this is so good. This is about visualization. I even sent it to my partner and he was like, what? I'm not going to listen to this because he saw it's like a more <laughs> feminine, like he's open to it. But anyways, I was like, just listen to it. And yeah. he's like, that dude is sick. Like no, you inspired cool. us for sure. I, I can mm-hmm. only speak for myself and you inspired me. And like, that's why it's such an honor to have you on this podcast. Okay. I have one final question. Normally I do a lightning round at the end of my podcast. It's inspired mm-hmm. from the minimalists. But um, it's three questions normally, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to ask you one because I think it's mm-hmm. super applicable to our conversation. I wasn't okay. going to ask you it, but I want to ask you it. So off the top of your head, how do you define success? Being able to do whatever you want, like whatever makes you happy for as high as percentage of your time as you can. So like if I want to wake up and I have to do four hours of work that I want to do, eh, it's pretty successful. But if I can wake up, and do whatever I want. And I don't mean like watch Netflix no. or play video games. I mean like do what fulfills me every day. That's success. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that is success. Being able to wake up and like if you look at your life like, like as a percentage of like how much of your day or your week or your month or your year or your lifetime that you've spent truly working on your passions. Like that is my whole life is built around how do I do whatever I want as much as I can. That's my whole life. Everything mm-hmm. I do, and it's like a big part of doing whatever I want is like I see myself as this type of person. Like one of my favorite quotes, I don't even know if it's a quote, Matthew McConaughey is like, and this is even before I'm sure you've seen how many podcasts he's doing now. One thing he said is like his hero is his, his himself 10 years from now. 
And then in 10 years from now, his hero is, is himself 10 years from now. And that's kind of how I see it. Like I always just striving to like improve myself, improve my life, improve my relationships with friends, family, improve like my patients. Some just qualities and like there's things I want to do. And I just, if I can wake up every day and like spend time developing that and getting closer to what, how the person I want to be and spend my time doing things that fulfill me. Even now, like I don't get to spend all my time doing things I want to do. I'm still on that pathway and there's obviously a journey to that. But for me, that's what success is being able to do whatever you want for as much of your life as you can. I love it. That is great. I I couldn't agree with you more. Like that's, that's how it's a question I, I explore myself quite often of what my answer would be. And that would definitely be a huge part of it part of it what is it for you i like i like hearing other yeah what, what um, is your answer it's it's essentially the same thing but it's mine also retains to happiness but to me i think happiness and fulfillment are synergistic i think mm-hmm. i was achieving a form of happiness that wasn't fulfilling for quite some time and once i was kind of getting that close to what i thought was happiness i felt not something was missing and i'm mm-hmm. realizing now especially now that I've created this podcast and it fulfills me so much. It was fulfillment that was um, helping me. Like I was living in Koji in Sydney, like yeah. wanted to live there forever. And I just was not happy. And, and now I created this podcast and it's butt fuck winter in Canada, but yet mm. I'm still so fucking happy. But mm. I would say it's to me to success is happiness. But then if you want to expand on that, Ooh, I had a really good answer and now I'm blank- blanking. Thanks Dylan. Yeah. Um, but just, yeah, having as much happiness as you could in your life, but it would be living your life on your own terms and doing things that have fulfillment for you. I think fulfillment would be a huge thing for me. Fulfillment's massive. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Like fulfillment for me, like I, I've changed obviously in the last three years a lot, but more in particular, like the last six to 12 months, like now all I care about, and I know it's easy to say, like when you have a bit of money, it, it gets easier. But like, I haven't been earning, like obviously some people have like been in business for like decades and decades and they just accumulate wealth, 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 wealth. Like, dude, I don't get sick of that. Like, oh. I just want to work on like what's close to my heart. You know what I mean? Like what would yeah. I do for free? So 100%. that's what I'm like. That's what the next 10 years of my, I'm sure for the next two years, I'll be really busy working next couple of years, but I'm already starting to do more things close to my my heart and 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 i can't wait to just spend my life working on things and projects that i'm really 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 passionate about dude like your energy is insane i can feel it through the conversation i've heard it in previous episodes like i cannot put into words how grateful i am to have the opportunity to speak with you and connect with you like regardless if this was recorded or not like just thank you. I know you're a busy man. Um, yeah. If people really aligned with you and they want to learn more about you and get in contact with mm-hmm. you, where can you be found? And as well, you launched a new product, which is... We did. Yeah. So we launched it on Monday, or Tuesday, no, Tuesday. And this is just the start. Like we've been working long time on becoming not just solving one problem, hair removal. So we launched uh, like a, a facial cleansing device. And I don't know, maybe you have used like different like brushes before. Like I was washing my hands, my face, sorry, with my hands. And then we tested so many different models and like the one that we, that we launched, like until I washed my face with this, honestly, like, and I'm not trying to sell product. I don't care. Like don't buy it. Like, yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> my face never, I feel like I've never washed my face before in my life. <laughs> like seriously, like it feels so good. And I'm like, after like, what? Like my, I've never washed my face before. This is crazy. It just feels so good um yeah so we've got some other cool things coming that like at home beauty tech devices solving solving issues or 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 bettering like processes that that currently go on so that's exciting and then if you want to find me if you want to chat ask me any questions um probably instagram's the best place just at dylan mullen um and you'll find me yeah linkedin as well but probably probably instagram will be the best place to get me so Mm -hmm. Sweet. And I'll also have all of your information, your website, cool. your Happy Skin Co's Instagram, everything in the show notes too. So thank you cool. so much, Dylan. It's been an honor to have you on today. Oh, so much fun. Such a good chat. Great. Cool. This quote is from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. 
It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I would like to thank Dylan once again for coming on to the Curious One podcast. I left the conversation feeling even more inspired to keep going. If you would like to further this conversation and get in touch, visit my Instagram at the Curious One Podcast. For more information, resources, and show notes, please head to thecuriousonepodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, be well.